to the Transfer Nation Videocast and Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Transfer students are college students who begin their academic journey at one institution, such as a community college or four-year university, and then choose to transfer to another or multiple institutions. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Transfer Nation video and podcast. I am thrilled to welcome Zuleika Bravo to the show today. Um, we are in, in for a treat, folks. Um, Zuleika is an amazing student advocate. She's a parenting student, a transfer. She has been a powerhouse um, advocate at the UCLA campus, and I am just um, honored that she's with us today, frankly, to get to learn from her and hear about her experience, um, specifically with parenting students. So Zuleika, welcome. Um, please introduce yourself so everybody can get to know you a little bit. Thank you, Heather, for having me here today. Um, my name is Zuleika Bravo. I am a um, fifth year uh, at UCLA or a third year transfer. Um, I am majoring in political science, Latin American studies. I am a parenting student. I'm a first-generation student. I'm a non-traditional student, and I am a Latina student. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I want to just delve right in. I really want to hear about your transfer and parenting student experience. Uh, I want to know what what that experience has been like from your perspective and hear a little bit about some of the advocacy you've been doing at UCLA. That's a good question. <laughs> Honestly, being a parenting student, it's not only rewarding because I, I see, it's really, it's really fun to see like my daughter along with me on this journey and just seeing her be impacted by seeing me go to school and I, I hope that I am inspiring her in some way for, you know, to thrive for education. But it's also been really tough. It's been, um, it's been a struggle. Uh, there's a lot of barriers that parenting students face. There's a lot of, like, stuff, like, we can't necessarily meet some basic needs. It's really hard financially to support a family. Luckily, uh, I do have a partner who does, you know, support me, who has supported me along this journey. And so I am very grateful for that as well, because I know that there are some single parents who don't have, you know, that type of luxury. And honestly, although it's been tough, I feel like it has built me for this journey here at UCLA and hopefully to law school. I do want to go to law school one day. 
Wow. Well, first of all, I can absolutely tell you that your daughter is incredibly, I can, I know because I've met her and she's been <laughs> hanging out at the transfer center. And I just know that your journey is influencing her and having an impact, but you have had an incredible impact on the school as well. Um, you are a transfer student advocate and a parenting student advocate. You are, you sit on the parenting student task force and the transfer success team and the transfer leadership coalition. And I also think student government, correct? Correct. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that experience as a voice on campus. How has advocating for the student community been for you on campus? And what are some of the results that um, other schools could learn from or look to as, as a case, as a case study, really, in how to best support parenting students? Definitely. Well, first, I do want to say, I want to thank you, Heather, because my first experience was during orientation where I actually heard about this program, about students with dependents. So I honestly would have never known about students with dependents if it wasn't, you know, for attending orientation and hearing you talk about it. So that first connection is so important because I wasn't aware that there was a resource to support, you know, parenting students. And just connecting with that, I was able to find them on Facebook to keep up to date with any resources, because at the time I was also looking for childcare. I wasn't, unfortunately, it was really hard to find childcare, but as soon as I connected with students with dependents, they connected me to all these resources. And then I found out they were hiring. And I thought this is a great opportunity for me to work with students with dependents and also help other parenting students who were in my situation as well. And so um, I was hired with students with dependents and that's honestly where my advocacy really started at UCLA. I was able to meet multiple students, you know, who were going through the same struggles as I was, trying to look for childcare, how to, you know, handle housing, financial aid, all these different intersecting things that we deal with as parents. And that honestly motivated me to try to better the system for parents. I just found it I found it very frustrating that we have to jump through hoops just to graduate or just to do well in class. And so one of the first things I actually noticed was that students, a lot of students were struggling with trying to get classes early on. And this is really crucial for parenting students because we we don't only have to deal with our schedules, but we have to deal with our children's schedules as well. And so in order to accommodate those schedules, it was really it was really hard to find classes within our, our schedule and our children's schedule. And so I found out that the Bruin Resource Center, which houses the Students with Dependents program, that they had been working on trying to get priority enrollment. But from what my understanding is that there wasn't a lot of student involvement. And so I thought, you know, let's get students involved. Let's get students aware that this is something that's been going on and something that would definitely benefit parenting students. And so my first year was mostly just learning. I tried my best to just learn as much as I could about the resources, about how I can help parenting students or identifying additional problems within, you know, um, within our um, community. And I was given an opportunity to be a director within student government. So I was given a director position of non-traditional student affairs. And with that platform, I decided to um, push for priority enrollment. And I was actually given staff. And so with the uh, opportunity 
of having staff, I was able to not only rework the proposal, but add a student's perspective to the proposal. And also, I was also given the opportunity to work with other offices within student government, such as the Academic Affairs Commission, which actually gave me access to um, the uh, Academic Senate, which is really crucial. So in all honesty, I honestly don't think that I would have been able to get that access if it wasn't for putting myself into these spaces on purpose in order to create awareness, in order to bring these issues forward. That gave me the opportunity to work on the proposal and connect with the Academic Senate, propose the evidence that we found both. Sorry, I lost myself. It sounds like from the, yeah, quantitative and qualitative, right? So you've got student insight and student stories and student feedback. And then you also probably got some survey data to really kind of back that up, yeah? We were able to present both qualitative and quantitative information to the academic senate in order for them to see not only the numbers that the the numbers do you know show the issue, but also the story behind the parenting students, why this is important for us. Yeah, I, I want to thank honestly everyone who was involved. You know, the academic affairs commissioner helped a lot. The transfer student representative at the time was really you know for this, and I honestly do believe that with those support with the you know outside support of other students we were able to push this forward and accept it so the academic senate actually voted in favor of this starting fall 2021 parenting students at ucla will have party enrollment that's amazing way to go that is inspirational truly i um I, I am hearing a few things that you're saying, like I, naming it, right? Just calling it out. I think one of the things that's important about mentioning these resources as or, an orientation is that you don't know, you've got 400 students in an audience or 1,000 students or 50 students. And if you're mentioning these things and not making assumptions about your, your students who are sitting in front of you, then you, you don't know who you're speaking to and you don't know what's going to inspire them. So I'm really glad that you learned about the resources early. So that's kind of one of the first things I heard. And then it also sounds like UCLA has a really robust student government and a, and a platform for you to have a voice. Do you have any advice for um, students who are listening to this or for staff members who are listening to this who maybe don't have as robust a system as UCLA or don't have a transfer student rep in student government? How, you know, what advice would you give somebody who really wants to advocate and educate for parenting students and transfer students on their campus but may not have those things in place yet? Honestly, I would say being vocal about who you are and what your needs are. Never be afraid. I, I used to hold this, this embarrassment about being a parenting student because I felt like people would think it was, oh, she's a parent, she has other priorities, it'll hold her back. And honestly, being vocal about being a parenting student honestly made me feel more empowered. Like, you know what? These are certain things that should be met. My needs are just as important as anybody else's needs. So I would honestly say be vocal about what, you know, who you are, what you need, but also be strategic in where you're placing yourself in. Who are you speaking to? 
I think that's really important too, because if I would have never been in the students with dependent space, I wouldn't have this network of connections to other people who are in high places who, who could connect me to other, you know, spaces on campus. And just being connected with student government, even though it's a small role, I still had that platform to speak up. I would also say maybe if there's some type of center or like a resource center at the um, school, speak up, tell them what your needs are. Maybe they can direct you to someone who may have more, let's say, power within their position. So it's honestly about speaking up and really not being afraid to put yourself in those positions. Terrific advice. Now, next steps, right? So you've got priority enrollment. You've really cut through some of the red tape and created more resources for parenting students who, and I, you know, this is an incredibly important issue for the transfer community because most parenting students happen to be transfer students, at least at our school. Community colleges have a lot of parenting students who are enrolled and who are going to school there. So what do you see as sort of either at UCLA or even nationally, when you're looking at some of the community colleges or the community college that you transferred from, what do you think needs to happen next to better support parenting students? If, you're, if, if deans are listening to this, if I chancellors are listening to this, what do you want them to understand about the experience of, as a transfer parenting student to help streamline that process and make your experience even more successful so that you can really thrive uh, at the school? That's an easy answer. 100% childcare. <laughs> Just <laughs> at least having childcare as a basic need. Because if it wasn't for childcare, I would not be going to school. And I know that for a fact. When I first started community college, my childcare was my mother. She spent time, countless days and hours, taking care of my daughter just so I can go to school and go to work. And I know that, I know for a fact that if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have that opportunity to even start school. I was very scared that I was not going to be able to, uh, you know, get childcare coming to UCLA because I'm so far away from my family. My family's two hours away. And that was the first thing I told myself is that if I cannot get childcare, I cannot go to my dream school. And that's a fact. You know, unfortunately, it took me a long time to find childcare and it is funny enough, when I applied to the early care and education program at UCLA, I applied in early June. I did not find out until the first day of fall quarter that my daughter was accepted. So the first day of fall quarter, I dropped her off and I went to my first class. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, what an incredible relief that must have been. But truly, the stress of renegotiating time, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this work? If schools had affordable childcare options, or maybe had partnerships with local childcare opportunities, that would probably really support students and help them be able to really uh, dig into their education in a much more concrete way. That's great advice. Well, Suzleika, it has just been so wonderful to hear a little bit about your advocacy work and learn about the parenting student experience, especially through a transfer student lens. Is there anything else that you would like to share with Transfer Nation today as we uh, wrap up our episode? Yeah, I would. I would like to say that if you know of a parenting student 
give them props <laughs> because we are we are juggling a lot. We're juggling being students, being parents, being teachers, and you know, and we're working as well. And so I think, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it go well. It goes a long way just to reach out to a parenting student if you do know one and just offer some support, even if it's just kind words or, you know, anything. It, it means a lot to us. It really does. It, it motivates us to keep going. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Zuleika. It is just an honor and thrill of a lifetime to have gotten to work with you as a student advocate at UCLA. Um, and it's really meaningful to me that you're here today. So thank you. Thank you, Heather, for having me. I love you. Ah! <laughs> thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransformation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.